Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't worry, everyone. Hey, I know you might be stressing right now about inflation or gas prices. Just remember... They have a plan. How does raising taxes on corporations lower the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday Americans? So look, I think we encourage those who have done very well, right? Especially those who care about climate change uh, to support a fair tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, (laughs) cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings, that the most fortunate people in our nation and not let that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this existential problem, if you think about that as an example, and to support basic collective bargaining rights as well, right? That's also important. But look, it is, you know, by not, if, without having a fair tax code, which is what I'm talking about, then all, the, every, like manufacturing workers, <laughs> cops, you know, it's not fair for them but to have to pay. Did you see the news today, Chris? 
Oh, you didn't see it? Well, hey, look, I have no choice. Look, I'm going to get back to the Rasputin thing. If Chris didn't see the news, what choice do I have? It's journalist Jesse. There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Jesse, please kiss my baby. Jesse, 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 Jesse. John Kirby, you know the Pentagon spokesman who's been lying to us about everything from Afghanistan to Ukraine forever? John Kirby, they just announced today they're moving him to the White House to aid with communications. That's how you know Jean-Pierre had a rough first week on the job. They gave her a week and they looked around and said, okay, uh... This is not working. Uh, can, can we get some help here? All right, back to my story. In case you missed it, I finished last hour. Someone had written in asking about Rasputin, and I was just explaining who he was, and I had already talked about who the czars were. And then Rasputin comes along, and he's this, I, I don't know. I don't think it's probably okay to call him a holy man, not that I'm ever in a position to judge, but he's he is considered to be a priest. Okay, he's considered to be a priest. Uh, he did en- he enjoyed the, the ladies. He enjoyed the, the ladies a lot, a lot, um, enjoyed alcohol, enjoyed, um, I mean, just, he was, uh, he, he had a good time. Him, him and Charlie Sheen would have got along great. All right. Well, however he ends up in the czarist castle, he ends up there and they think rightly or wrongly, that this guy is able to heal their son of his hemophilia. And so he gets kept around forever. And he, again, he looks like a nut and he acts like a nut. I mean, a total nutball. And so he's always giving them bad press in the tabloids. The, the anti-Zarist Russian newspapers loved to run stories on this guy. It was just, yeah, Rasputin's a fascinating historical character. And... Apparently very, very difficult to kill. They tried to poison him, and then they beat him, and then look, he was just very difficult to kill. But eventually a bullet in the head will, will finish you off. Jesse, do you think Governor Abbott of Texas, he's saying, could be the first to get a true school choice bill that would include money following the kids? Homeschool parents should get the money if the kid passes the grade test. Same for all schools. Yeah, you're right. That's how every single school district should work in the country. Uh, You're wrong that Texas will be the first. Uh, Greg Abbott is not some leader on any issue at all. Greg Abbott has not been a leader on things that we want, on things that we need. He's been the ultimate big business, big government Republican. No, Greg Abbott's not going to lead the charge on anything. That'll obviously come from places like Oklahoma has been a great leader. Florida, it's going to come from one of those kind of states every time. Dr. Oracle, I'm a newbie listener, but I can already tell your soundtrack is top notch. Your transitions are crisp and your sociopathy towards evil is genuine. All things I appreciate. My first of many questions is simple. What's your hope for change? With a sober view of the severity of the situation we face and the level of depravity of our enemies, what keeps you from retreating to a remote cabin in Platoro, Colorado? I have the corniest answer, and this is going to sound so corny. What's that, Chris? It's not hope, actually. It's not hope, because I'm more of a cynic and a realist And as I've said, I understand that we have 
a hundred years of battles to win. And as I've said, said several times, I don't think the federal government is salvageable. I think there's so much of this country that is so many states and local places where you and your kids and their kids after them can have great lives. I think the federal government is probably beyond repair if we're being realistic because it would have to reform itself. And how often do corrupt governments do that? But that's not why I keep going. I, gosh, this sounds so cliche. I don't even want to say it. I have always felt a sense of duty to my country. Like when I joined the Marine Corps, I felt a duty to my country. When I ran for Congress, I didn't want to run for office and I didn't have any need to run for office and I'd never run for office before. I was angry and scared about what I thought Obama was going to do and what he ended up doing to the country. And I felt a duty for the country. When I lost both of my congressional races, I didn't want to go back and do something else. I felt an obligation to fight for my country. Even now, even now, I get to do radio and TV. Remember, I have a special on the first TV on Lenin. It drops. It's already out now. You can go do a history, a little history geek out with me on Lenin on the first TV. Go to the first TV.com slash support. But I do TV and radio now. I feel as much as we have fun and screw off and play things like Buenas tardes. I do feel an obligation to fight for this country where that comes from. I'm not exactly sure. It's Chris says it's just patriotism. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know what keeps me going. The struggle is what keeps me going. I feel an obligation to fight. I just do. I despise these people. I despise what they want to do to the, and are doing to the country I love. I despise what they're going to leave for my sons. Remember, I have two sons. And I look at them and I wonder, my goodness, what kind of world are they going to grow up in? What kind of world are their kids going to grow up in? And I simply feel an obligation to fight. Why don't I retreat to a mountain cabin? I feel the need to stay in the fight. And I don't blame anyone who does. Pack up your stuff and move to a cabin in the mountains. You're not going to get any judgment from me. I feel like we have to fight for as long as we can. And look, that's just me now. I'm 40. Look, maybe I'll hit 60, 50, 70. And maybe I'll just say, man, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. Pack it up, guys. We're going to the mountains. Maybe I will. I'm not passing judgment on you if that's your plan. What, Chris? The ATF will show up. They'll kill my dog and my wife. Not that they'd ever do such a thing. Dr. Oracle, I'm a newbie listener, but I can already tell. Oh, never mind. That's the one I just read. Chris, you're so stupid. Yo, Jesse, I need to help you settle a household debate. Which is better, cantina-style salsa or chunky? I love the show. Look, you don't ever go chunky. Unless it's 2 a.m. and you're desperate. No, I'm kidding. It's quit, Chris. Grow up. We can make jokes. It's fine. Um, you don't ever go chunky because tomatoes are disgusting. Tomatoes are one of those funny things to where, like everything you can make from tomatoes is awesome, but the tomato itself sucks. Like marinara sauce is wonderful. Salsa, wonderful. Uh, uh, hot sauces, bunch of hot sauces are made with tomatoes. Wonderful. Actual tomato, human garbage. It makes no sense. What's Yes, it is, Chris. It is garbage. You don't know what you're talking about. I, you know what? I want to give Chip Roy credit again, actually, to change direction here real quick. This is this is really, really, 
really well done. It's indefensible to fund $40 billion unpaid for at a time of rampant inflation in our country. In effect, you're basically pouring $5 gasoline on the runaway fire of inflation for the men and women that uh, you're working hard throughout this country. And senators are now hiding behind saying, oh, $40 billion isn't that much money. And you know what they're saying? They're saying, take a leap of faith and make sure that we put our faith in the brass at the Pentagon, the same brass that walked out of Afghanistan, leaving $85 billion of equipment behind, walked away from Bagram, the same brass that told us two months ago that Kiev would fall in a week. Why are we following that? Uh, the Senate should be ashamed of itself, uh, passing a $40 billion unpaid for bill uh, while the American people are suffering with rampant inflation. And now you know what's happening in the House? You have my colleagues in the House who are coming up to me and, and saying, oh, Chip, you guys in the Freedom Caucus are daring to force votes on a bunch of bills and making us vote. We missed eight fundraisers this week. Fundraisers. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did we interfere with your steak dinner rather than doing the work for the American people? That's what the American people are sick of in this town. Where is he wrong? They hate us. All right. We have to get back to Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Roman sword versus Viking shield. Someone wants to know if Chris is a Freemason Illuminati controlling the space lasers and a civil conversation about the death penalty and abortion. Hang on. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, the CDC has announced they have authorized the fourth booster shot. For, oh, yeah, number four, Chris. Just remember that booster shot is coming from this man. It is a basically biological chip that it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, uh, compliance. Uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do take them. Okay, you're putting a chip in my pills? That was the CEO of Pfizer, in case you're wondering who that is. That was the people we handed the keys to to guide us with pharmaceuticals throughout this whole thing. All right, let's get back to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions. You know what? No, no. One more thing, one thing. I want to play this again. I played it a little earlier. This is Senator Joe Manchin and the Secretary of the Interior. Just, wow. Secretary Helen, I don't know. You all just put out a statement. The U.S. Department of Interior just put out a statement. And the statement basically says, a proposed program is not a decision to issue specific leases or to authorize any drilling or development. This is from you all's office. So it looks like you are on to shut everything down. Did you know you all put this? Uh, I, I am. I am sorry. I, I am sitting in this hearing and and not. My God, somebody, this shuts it down. It shows, it shows what your intent is. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make it worse. Remember, the destruction is intentional. Let's get back to the emails. Gay bear supreme. You know that's not very nice. In case people wonder where that comes from. Didn't somebody, it was someone emailed in, right, Chris, and said, I look like a gay bear. I don't know what that word, I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound nice. In having a civil conversation with a left-leaning friend of mine, I told him my views on abortion were similar to yours. All lives are God-breathed and we have no authority to end them with the risk of death to the mother is the only exception. He countered me and said, by that logic, you cannot support the death penalty either as you have no authority over the lives of a murderer, rapist, pedophile, etc. I argue those are different situations, but I'll ask you. As Christian men, 
How can I argue for our pro-life views while also supporting the death penalty for heinous crimes? P.S. I'm holding the Chris does voiceovers for the show theory as a fact until we hear him live on the air. (laughs) Thanks for all you do, Jay Steele. All right. One, I, I need to be clear about this. There is pretty much one issue I can think of. Maybe there are others, but I think there's one issue I can think of where I still go back and forth on where I fall, and that actually is the death penalty. Now, don't get me wrong. Dictator Jesse will most definitely be using the death penalty, but here's how it works with me. I say I want the death penalty because what? I pick up some article. I just saw some other terrible article. Some couple tortured. I think it was their two or three-year-old to death. And you look at that and you think, okay, well, that dog just needs to be put down. Yes, death penalty. And so in that moment, I'm death penalty. And then I hear all the stories of the evil things our government and our Department of Justice will do to convict people, to throw people in prison? How many innocent people have we executed? I mean, do I need to remind you of this? Remember this. This is Congressman Matt Gates questioning Cheryl Atkinson. I want you to listen to this. And remember, Cheryl Atkinson isn't some wingnut. This is a long-established journalist with an exemplary reputation. Now, I want you to listen to the things your FBI is capable of. One little reported facet of my case is one of the federal agents involved in one of the operations against me said that they intended to plant child porn in my husband's computer. This is the FBI. There's been a case um, that's currently in litigation unrelated in which an FBI agent has testified that they did that. They have done that. It was not accomplished in my case. I guess the, the curtain was drawn on that facet of the operation prior to them doing it. But imagine how you ever get out of that. How you, they, they knew we had a young daughter at home and had allegedly conspired to do that. What am I supposed to do with that? These are the things they do. I'm not saying there aren't violent criminals out there who deserve the death penalty. There dang sure are. I am just so turned off by now by our Department of Justice and the things they've done that I, I hear things like that and I say, my goodness, how can I trust you all at all? Now, look, that said, successful societies throughout the history of mankind have all had the death penalty. In general, I fall down in favor of the death penalty. Like that monster who just gunned down a bunch of people in a grocery store in Buffalo. Okay, that's a monster. There's no salvaging that. Let's give him a fair trial because we're a civilized country. Give him a fair trial. And then, no, we don't need 20 years of appeals while you and me have to pay for all his meals on death row. Give him a fair trial, take him out to the gallows on the courthouse lawn and string him up and let, his fa- let all the families of the victims come out and watch. Yeah, I know that's a little bit harsh, but that's what I come down on. But when it comes to things like death penalty and abortion, you can tell your idiot friend that an innocent baby who's never done anything surely deserves a different set of rules than the monster, the serial killer who just got discovered with 10 kids buried in his basement. And if you're trying to conflate those two, 
your friend is being dishonest and knows he's being dishonest. Whenever the abortion, the pro-abortion people bring that up, don't let them fool you. They all know they're being dishonest. An innocent baby who's never done anything to anyone deserves to be protected at all costs. At all costs. And it is a sign of what kind of society you have, how much you protect women and children. That's why I've been very down on the moral standing of America. We've killed 63 million babies and our women are not protected in this country. They are not. They're routinely left to the wolves, especially in these big cities, and it's disgusting. All right. We have a bunch more on the Jesse Kelly Show. We have to talk about Viking axes during Roman swords. Guess we're going to do a little history. Chris is trying to control me with his Jewish space lasers. We have getting old, midlife crisis, music, talk, all that, and much, much more. Hang on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't worry, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. And remember, you can email the show still. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your ask Dr. Jesse questions for, well, tonight and then next Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I told you it was going to be fun today. Did I not say that? I still, I still love when politicians do this thing. They all do this thing. Biden just did it too. Just listen. I love when they do this. They all do this. I wasn't going to run, as the senator knows. Again, for president, when I saw those people coming out of the woods of the fields in, in Virginia, in Charlottesville, carrying torches, shouting, you will not replace us, accompanied by white supremacists and carrying Nazi banners, that's when I said, no, no. And I, honest to God, those who know me, Chuck, you know, I wasn't going to run for certain. But I was going to be darned if I was going to let anyway. Why do politicians feel the need to lie about everything? And what's wild is they lie about everything for so long that you can, you can almost tell the truth isn't in them. I mean, Joe Biden's been busted in more outright lies than you can imagine. Joe Biden still tells people on camera that he was a full-time professor at one point. That's not true at all. Like, that's just an outright lie. It's not true. All, pro- all politicians do the same thing about running for office, too. Every one of them. They all do it. The, they all act like, well, no, I'm not running. Absolutely not. Nope. I want to retire, and it's usually be with my family. I want to retire and be with my family. My lovely wife, I've missed time with her. I'm going to retire. My kids, I can't miss T-ball. I want to be at that band recital. I'm to, just look, I know you want me here, but I, I will not do it. I will not run. I will not run. And then about two months later, I've decided to run. So many people, you know, I wasn't going to do it. But so many people have begged me, Jesse, please save the country. You're the only one who can. And so I sat down and I had a prayerful moment with my wife and we decided for the good of America, we have to set everything aside and go fight for our country, like Cincinnatus. <laughs> they all do it. It's Republicans, Democrats. I, I would. Am I the only one who actually would want honesty? Yeah, I think I'd be a good president. I think most of these other guys suck. Plus, I think it'd be really cool to be president. So I'm going to run to be president. I mean, who doesn't want Secret Service protection the rest of their life? Am I right, guys? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm running. Go me. I mean, I would find that refreshing. Instead, you have to give. Instead, they all have to do the same routine. I wasn't gonna run it. Uh, I wasn't gonna run. What, Chris? If you're president, you can't drive on the roads anymore. What are you talking about? Why? 
The presidents aren't allowed on public roads? That's wild. That's fine. You know, I think if I had Secret Service protection, I, li- I would like to think I would abuse it. I would have, well, no, I'm serious. I would, I would just talk mess to everybody everywhere I can. Hey, nice shirt, dummy. And just to the, to the biggest guy in there. What are they going to do? Hey, 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 it's Secret Service. He's, he's coming at me, man. He's coming at me. <laughs> and then I would say, you can't touch me, buddy. Sorry. Buenas tardes. Buenas tardes. I'm leaving, right? Dr. Jesse, a Viking axe or a Roman sword? All right, I'm gonna, I almost didn't even answer this because... I didn't want to burst your bubble. When I found this out, my bubble was burst, and I don't want to burst yours, but because I'm a cruel and inhumane person without any feelings, I'm going to burst your bubble anyway. The axe looks cool, right? Who doesn't look at an axe and think, gosh, that's sweet. I want an axe. I want to swing it around and axe things. Give me something to axe. Everyone believes an axe is cool. Did you know the axes... That was the poor person's weapon. They all wanted swords. Everyone wanted a sword. You got an axe if you didn't have the money to buy enough of the metal necessary to to make a sword. Oftentimes in most cultures, the swords were really reserved for the really rich guys because only the really rich guys had enough money to get enough metal and have a sword forged. Why did you get an axe? Because you were a poor bum who could just afford so much metal and attach it to a handle. And therefore, it's, well, I mean, here's here's one-eighth of a sword, Bob. Go get them. Which you knew the best. (laughs) So how about that? You'd never pick the axe over the sword, apparently. I don't know. I've never had to fight anyone with either one of those. And boy, do I hope that holds out. Dear Shogun, I believe we have reached the point where we must ask a few questions. Is Chris a, really a Freemason, Freemason Illuminati Bilderberger? Chris, are you a Freemason Illuminati Bilderberger? You are a Freemason, aren't you? He is a Freemason. I knew it, you people. Are you an Illuminati? What is an Illuminati? In a, it existed for like three years in the 1700s. You understand that by publicly putting this down... You're going to show up on Monday to a bunch of emails from very angry people lecturing you about the reality of the Illuminati, and you're going to have books sent to us. All right, a Bilderberger. What are the Bilderbergers, Cruz? You don't know what they are? That's definitely Jews, though. It's definitely you people. Why can't you ask somebody? Or is, it, is this another one of the, like the Illuminati things? All right, now let me ask you something, Chris. The Jewish space lasers... The first time I heard this, I thought somebody was lying or kidding, but this is apparently something believes. One, do you people have space lasers? And two, if not, where did that come from? Why would you, what would you do with the space lasers? <laughs> Chris doesn't have the keys to them this weekend. Okay, well, look, okay, all right. Next question is, uh, will I net not share my new car model because Chris picked it out? I would never let Chris have any say-so in anything that involves my life. Three, do you put salt on your crayons? That's not very nice. He says, I love you, man. Say my name. His name is Ryan from Oregon. Dear Shogun of Oracles, you keep saying our money, uh, uh, put our money where our morals are. Two weeks ago, he talks about a burger. He went and ate at the Shooter's Grill, Lauren Boebert's place, Shooter's Grill in Colorado. His serious question, though, is 
we drove through Navajo Nation, one of the Indian reservations. The most desolate third world part of this country I've ever seen and absolutely COVID insane. I got yelled at for masks more times in one night at a hotel on the res than I did through all of COVID, even in Minneapolis. Of all the people to trust the government, why in this day do they continue to rely on Washington? Thanks. Say my name. His name, name is Mike. I actually have a wildly, wildly offensive view of uh, Indians and Indian reservations and how we ended up where we are where we are. Uh, my, my, my point of view is going to offend everyone. So we'll get a bunch of hate mail and that's fine. Like, remember, I don't care that you're offended. You're welcome to send in your hate mail, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's totally fine. One, let's deal with how we dealt with Native Americans when we got here. I don't know why people try to dance around this. We conquered them. It was a conquest. All lands on the planet are conquered lands. We got here. They had the land. They weren't militarily and economically strong enough to stop us from taking it. So we took it from them. Now, I'm not an Indian hater. I actually geek out on Indians. I grew up loving it, like the Apache and Comanche and the Lakota and uh, Crow and Blackfeet. I love the Indian tribes. That's not anti-Indian. That's just simply reality of life. We conquered the country. We conquered it. Like every land's been conquered. You know what? Crap. I ran out of time. Let me finish my wildly offensive thought on that in just a second. But first, let me tell you about where you're sending your cell phone money every month. I know it automatically comes out. Is your cell phone money every month going to Verizon or T-Mobile or AT&T? We've been talking a lot about ESG on this show. Go look at the ESG things Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are doing. Look at the things you're funding with your cell phone money every month. You could switch to PureTalk, a company that actually loves this country. A company that loves this country so much their customer service is based in America and staffed by Americans. You actually get to talk to an American on the phone. The average family saves over $900 a year and you don't sacrifice coverage. They're on the same 5G network as one of the other ones. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. the jesse kelly show final segment of the jesse kelly show on a friday and ask dr jesse friday and in case you missed any part of the show the whole thing's available on iheart google spotify and itunes you can email the show jesse at jesse all are welcome your love your hate your death threats your ask dr jesse questions they all go to chris he prints them out for me i read your emails back to this one the question was in case you missed it the guy drove through a Navajo Indian reservation and saw just desolation and saw horrible COVID restrictions. And is, you know, you wanted to know what, what's the reason behind all this. And I'm giving everybody my wildly offensive views 
on Indians here in America and how they were handled and what we've done. One, I'm an Indian tribe freak. Like I used to just read books on them all the time. I just, I, I think it's a cool way of life. I think it's a cool, fascinating way of life. I love a lot of the warrior cultures. I just find them to be fascinating people. But there's a big but when it comes to this. They did get conquered. Remember, the whole history of the world is tribal peoples being conquered, whether that's Julius Caesar in Gaul, whether it's what happened to the Aborigines in Australia, many African nations, Middle Eastern countries, same thing. Look, the Jews, we joke about Chris, about the Jews all the time and the Jews taking Israel from the people who consider themselves to be Palestinians earlier. Again, I don't know why people hand-ring about this. They got conquered. You got conquered. You're lucky they left you anything. They could have taken it all. And I know that that offends people. I don't give a crap if you're offended. You're lucky you were left with anything given your lack of military technology and ability to, your, to defend yourself. The Jews rallied. They were funded. They were well-armed. They were smart enough. They could have killed all of you. To this day, they could, but they don't. The history of the world is people being conquered, no matter where you are. We conquered the Native Americans here. We conquered the Indians here. This is my offensive part. If I haven't offended you yet, I'm sure I'm about to here. We conquered the Indians in this country in the most gentle way you can do a conquest. Now, that's not saying we didn't slaughter a bunch of them. I'm not, I'm not, saying, I'm not, I'm not saying otherwise. Remember, our disease alone killed, they estimate, maybe 90% before we even made contact with them. So they were decimated peoples before we even made contact with them. But remember, America was founded by Christians. America is a Christian nation. I'm not telling you that's what you have to be. I don't give a crap if you're an atheist. None of that. I don't care. You have whatever you believe. You believe what you believe. This is a Christian nation founded by Christians. We've carried that sensibility with us for a long time. And it's not like this is a modern day thing. Immediately, immediately, when we began to encounter Native Americans, it was a constant debate and controversy in American political circles what to do. What to do about it. I mean, you think it's just a modern day thing. Oh, I can't believe nobody said anything back then. We just slaughtered them with abandon. That's not true. It was a big deal, always politically debated. Why aren't we taking better care of them? Why did we lie to this Indian tribe? Why did we do this? Why did we do that? It was, it was controversial back then. If an uh, Indian tribe was slaughtered or there was an atrocity, and there certainly were on both sides, it's not like everyone blew it off and laughed it off. Ha, 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 nice, we killed some women and kids. No, people oftentimes got in very serious trouble for that back then. It was a big deal. Because of our Christian sensibilities as a country, we actually made, and this is, I know this is terrible to say, we made a horrible mistake by trying to conquer gently. We tried to do halfway conquest instead of all the way conquest. I think, and this is just a personal belief, I think the reservation system doomed many, many Indians and the people who came after them. I grew up around Indian tribes. They're all over Montana. I've been through several I had friends in the Indian tribes, so I'd go see them or we'd go out there and have fun and stuff like that. So I know what the Indian tribes are like. I I know how bad the reservation system is. We did not aid the coming generations of Indians by giving them some land and saying, there, stay, keep your own country, basically. Keep that. How did that help them in the end? They were conquered, conquered people, assimilate. Conquer people assimilate. Chris is bringing up the various like drug and alcohol problems. No, it's terrible on the reservations. The life expectancy is awful. 
the 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 level of alcohol abuse is awful and that's not a fault of the people who live there i mean i guess you maybe you could say it is but this is something that's got worse and worse and worse generation after generation because of how we tried to handle it we tried to be mr nice guy conqueror we tried to conquer halfway who hel- who was helped by us conquering them halfway who did that help in the end did it help the indians in the end sure doesn't look like it at all doesn't look like it at all. That's my controversial point of view on it. Uh, conquest in itself is ugly and can be murderous and evil. It is, however, the nature of man. And I would argue in the long run, half conquest is more evil than conquest all the way. You know who didn't struggle with these kind of problems when they conquered? You know who didn't have peoples like this that went through horrible times within their country when they conquered things. The Mongols. Now, we don't want to exactly model ourselves after the guys who killed 40 million people, but the Mongols would simply say, hey, you can keep your religion. You keep everything. You're now part of our country. You will assimilate into our culture, pay our taxes. When I call for troops, you you will bring troops. And that's the way it's going to be because you're now conquered. Oh, oh, you don't have a problem with that? Fine, you're all going to die. They ended up with a very peaceful country by the time they were done. Now, again, I know we don't want to model ourselves after that, but in trying half conquest, I think we not only doomed ourselves to endless problems, I think we doomed the tribes to endless problems. Just one man's opinion. That's my thought on it. Oh, gosh. Dang, the show's almost over. Dear Dr. Jesse, with your vast knowledge of history... What's the difference between the tyrant and Joe Biden? The only difference is we have laws in place in this country that prevent him from doing all the things he would like to do. There is no other difference. Jesse, why do they call it a midlife crisis? When you're in your 20s, you're a moron. When you're in your 30s, you start to know a thing or two. It's your 40s. Now you have some experience. You start making some money. It should be called midlife greatness. That's actually a hilarious and pretty true thing. Chris, you only say that because you're one of the idiots in your 20s. Jesse was listening to the show. You played Phil Collins, said you got a lot of hate for Phil Collins. What would be the most polarizing song possible? You know, the most polarizing song possible. Probably anything by the Beatles, I would guess. For Phil Collins? Oh, I have no earthly idea. We ran out of time. If you missed any part of the show, download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Have fun this weekend. Keep your chin up. Enjoy yourself. Remember, you can email me if you're offended. I don't care, but you can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's all. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.